0: Today for Beyond Queer Stories, we have Colt with us. Colt is a queer trans man who's 25 years old and volunteers for One North Side with their mental health justice team, advocating for mental health rights for people living with mental illness. Everyone on the team has a lot of lived experience that correlates with their work, and he enjoys listening to music, traveling, and spending time with friends
1: when he's not working.
0: Thank you for being here, Colt. No I'm problem. Excited Thank to you for have having you. Me.
1: So, um, I'm going to ask a little intro question before we get started. What identities do you feel most influence your
2: experience? I feel like my I have a lot of lived experience mm-hmm. with my work, and also my gender identity and sexual orientation intersects with my work because we help a lot of people in different kinds of communities.
1: No, could you elaborate more on um, what intersects with your work, like gender sure. identity and sexuality?
2: Sure. So, for my gender identity, um, we have this, this guideline in our work that's basically like respecting pronouns builds power because it brings in more people that helps them feel more comfortable with volunteering and working with us mm-hmm. to make uh, Chicago a better place with more resources. So basically that has been really important to me. And also a lot of people I work with are very, very queer (laughs) or identify Uh that way. And um, so they feel I think they feel comfortable with when people are really open with them about things like that Mm -hmm. and that they feel also really happy when they feel like it intersects with our work, too, because that's how I feel like our workplace is different than Mm -hmm. like a lot of other nonprofits is that like a lot of people, I would say probably over 80% of people are volunteers, and uh, not including interns, um, <laughs> of course. But yeah, I feel like it's been a really positive influence for me to be there. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's been really therapeutic for me to volunteer there these past few months too.
0: So what made you want to work in the mental health field?
2: I have a lot of loved experience. And people always told me I should write a book, and maybe I will one day, (laughs) but uh, that takes time. But I wanted to do something um, that would help people a lot more in a timely manner. So I wanted to work in basically a community that I work in, because One North Side is based in Uptown right now, and I live in Uptown like an eight minute walk from there. (laughs) So um, it works out really perfectly. And um, a lot of people in my neighborhood struggle a lot, um, like with poverty and with resources. And I wanted to help them with resources and to give back to my community and things of that nature in the best possible way that I felt comfortable enough to do so.
0: Great. So you mentioned like kind of the things that you like to do for fun is like music traveling is there anywhere that you've traveled that you really just loved and
2: um had a great time yeah I I went to a few places oh yeah so my brother just moved to San outside of San Diego with his wife and Mm. so I visited him in San Diego for an early Hanukkah and uh I had a really good time with him and my sister-in-law and it was really really fun
1: Nice. i saw your star david i don't oh, want yeah, to, like thanks. say anything because i like wear one too because people oh, cool. usually mix it up with like a pentagon or a oh, pentagram nice. yeah i'm just like are you jewish or are you, oh like, yeah i'm jewish. For sure?
2: like, <laughs> this <can't>. is like <laughs> i got this because it's <laughs> like it's the, the, the trans, trans colors that's so really like cute.
0: Cute. so my skin color
2: is like white and then that's blue and then pink
0: very <laughs> cool i that is... like that
2: I posted so online and people were like, "Can I copy your idea?" And I'm Aww. just like, "Okay, can if you if you if you identify that way, sure." <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>
1: that's
2: a great idea. I love that. Thanks.
1: Are you like practicing like constantly, um, or is it like more of a leisurely or whatever like? I practice
2: day. on like major holidays okay. like Sukkot and Hanukkah and Rosh Hashanah and stuff like that. Okay, but I don't know if that like counts as like being. <laughs> that totally counts like,
1: oh, okay. i don't think people like because like i do that too whenever like i'm able to i practice like yam kippur Rashadah, or i'll do hanukkah i'll have like friends who are like super jewish and like super orthodox will like, invite me over and they have like oh, two right. separate kitchens for like meat and dairy oh, wow. too. oh yeah, yeah yeah so like i'll go over there and i'll celebrate like a day or two with them and then i'll come over and, like you know do my own thing so like it's up to you it's like you have the Starved David tattooed on your arm. I think that's
0: pretty much <laughs> <So. laughs> very
1: cool.
2: Thanks.
0: Yeah, so you got to spend some of the holidays somewhere a little warmer.
2: Oh yeah, a little more <laughs> and, tropical than uh, here. My mom doesn't know that I have tattoos because I have this one too for mental health awareness oh. and stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, and um, so basically, I spent. Uh, I just got, like, a long sleeve shirt. Then, oh, to
0: cover them up? <laughs> yeah.
2: Because <laughs> I didn't want to upset her because uh, she's kind of conservative in that way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she's really respectful and understanding with my, like, gender identity and sexual orientation. Oh, yeah. I remember I came out as, like, not straight before I came out as trans. And she actually encouraged it. Because she was, like, we were in the car with my brother. And she was just like, I need you to go on birth control. And then that's when I'm like, but I like girls. And then she's like, Okay, <laughs> no, that's cool. We <laughs> <laughs> should invite them over sometime to have like have some dinner. <laughs> nice.
0: I wonder if in that moment then it took away that stress of like worrying about like unplanned pregnancy. Yeah. And I was definitely. Just like, Oh, I don't have to worry about that. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
1: So you also mentioned that you're like from the south. And yeah, you like chicken and waffles.
2: So, I do.
1: Please explain to me like how you came from there to
2: here. <laughs> yeah. so basically i I'm originally from here. I was born in unfortunately in um, <laughs> because of the, like the stereotype uh, in Naperville, okay. Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was born in Winfield and then I lived in Naperville, Illinois, with my family when I was like really young. And then my dad's job moved. Uh, he worked for IBM for a long time. And so uh, we moved outside of Atlanta, Georgia. Wow. And South. <laughs> a big, big change from here for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I basically grew up in Marietta. Okay. And then I, after, when I was like 18, I got held back from school for mental health stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, I actually lived in the group home to work on my mental health for about a year. Mm-hmm. And it was in Conyers, Georgia, which is a really – it's a smaller town in Georgia. But it was weird because it was actually more trans-friendly than Atlanta. Oh, <laughs> wow.
0: Okay. And then uh, – Were you out as trans at that time or had you was, not come out yet?
2: I was out with friends. Okay. But I was hesitant to tell my family. Mm. But they found out later when I was 19 from a YouTube video that my friend sent my – mom oh, <laughs> what? what yeah it was it was a little wild but are you yeah. still friends with them no good yeah <laughs>
0: that sounds terrible
2: yeah
1: wow that's so wild i want to know more
2: but <laughs> i don't think i was gonna come out to them hmm. at all so i'm kind of glad in a way that this person did that yeah. i guess <laughs> not at that like moment after the but fact like, yeah. yeah
1: okay
0: but not the sneaky like I'm gonna out you part. Yeah,
2: that's oh, no, so no, 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 no. rude. Yeah.
1: Did your family take it well? I'm assuming. No. Oh. <laughs> um,
2: they were one of those people that thought that like, uh, I'm only trans because I have a mental illness kind of thing. Oh. So it was really hard to be like, no, that's not why I'm trans. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, because it, it's interesting, because sometimes my mental health issues intersect with my transness, mm-hmm. but it's not like the reason why. Mm-hmm. I am right. trans, if that makes sense. It makes
0: sense. Yeah, and I think that's so important to talk about because if people don't understand that, they tend to, like you said, like with your parents, like say, oh, well, this must be the reason. But it people who are trans can have mental health challenges and all of yeah. that, and it's not because they're trans, exactly. but they can be made worse if they're in, like, an unsafe environment or not accepted and all that, like, it can exactly. be made worse, but it's not because of that identity. And I think people mix that up a lot. So I think it's important to talk about that, too.
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah thanks for sharing that. Yeah, no
2: problem. Yeah. And when I, uh, more recently, I was homeless. And so I w- I've i been, like, trying to navigate the city. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not homeless anymore, thankfully, but I was trying to, like, navigate the city and stuff mm-hmm. like that and luckily I was under 25 because my birthday was in June mm-hmm. um, and so it was really really hard navigating those resources mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people don't talk about like for LGBT homeless places that there's like a lot of community for us when we have those places mm-hmm. and like when you get housing you sometimes it almost feels like a loss when you get housing because you, you've had these connections mm-hmm. with people from these homeless shelters that you've slept next to mm-hmm. for like months. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I see them on the street and I say hi, and it's just really cool building community and having that really safe space that I had for so long.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good kind of segue into your story because I know that's what your story focuses on. Do you want to oh, go yeah, ahead and, and tell us that whole story? <laughs> Not the short version? Okay, yeah.
2: <laughs> I just thought it, we ran out of time. but no, you're oh, good, okay. yeah. Oh, cool. So basically, yeah. I was living in Minneapolis uh, last year, and I finished up the sublet, and I couldn't find housing there. But I found housing in Chicago for like really cheap. It was a sublet, but also it was cheap. I learned because it didn't have a door. Um, it was oh, like wow. a was curtain. Like a
1: co-op? Oh, okay. I know no, what you're no, no, about.
2: not a co-op. It was, I just lived with a couple. Oh,
1: okay. It was like a sunroom, and they had like a
2: curtain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I lived in, like, I think it was the Irving Park area or something like that, and I liked the area, but it was just, like, kind of far from everything, and I fell into a depression when I I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder last year, and unfortunately, basically, um, I was seeing a psychiatrist to get a refill of my meds um, that I don't see anymore. I I go to Howard Brown, and they took me on, thankfully, but uh, basically... I was involuntarily hospitalized when I wasn't depressed and at a really transphobic hospital Mm -hmm. called St. Mary's and Elizabeth. And after that, I fell into a depression and I had a hard time taking care of myself. And then I was in a depression for real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the reason I was sent there was because when I lived in Minnesota, my insurance changed because uh, Aetna Better Health was a Medicaid plan that got defunded here. And everyone that didn't choose a plan was sent to county care. And unfortunately, Illinois Masonic did not take county care at that time. So uh, that's where I usually go for stuff. And they've always been pretty decent with me. But I fell into a depression, and then I lost my housing, and that's how I became homeless. And by luck, after my 25th birthday, like, in July 1st, I moved into my... uh, my apartment now and I've been there since and I've spent a lot of times in like different shelters and the one that I felt most comfortable in here as a trans person is the crib, which is like a five minute walk from here. And is it's which like one?
1: Sorry, I couldn't hear that. What do you say? Which one was it?
2: It's called the Crib. The Crib. The crib? And okay. it's uh I forget what organization they're from. Um but even though they are like ethnically religious they don't like push their religion on you which is like really nice there's this huge homeless shelter downtown near the roosevelt red line kind of that's really scary Mm -hmm. they make you do biblical counseling with them for you to get a mat and stuff like that oh wow yeah but this place i felt like really really comfortable and and like that it was really safe and stuff like that
0: so how long was that period for you when you were um, homeless
2: um, I would say it was about three or four months. And then in between then, uh, I had someone take me in that had 11 cats. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, this person lived in Humboldt Park. Okay. And it was an okay situation, but definitely not ideal. But I was very, very grateful that they took me in. And I had no idea. I had not- I knew nothing about this person. How did you all meet? through the intersectional chicago quirk exchange (laughs) and all the uh, great
1: things that Paige does yeah yeah, it's so like great with networking and making sure people like get what they need when they need it definitely Mm -hmm. i'm very
2: grateful for that but yeah it was a really awesome experience we're so really good friends and occasionally i visit her cats sometimes one of her cats doesn't like me anymore one of the cats is just like you abandoned me, you left.
1: Aww. <laughs> How long were you there for?
2: Um, I was there for about probably a month.
1: Okay.
2: I found housing through um through basically an organization in Chicago. When you because 'cause you're like when you're homeless, you're you go to this this thing called HMIS mm-hmm. which is the homeless uh, coordinated entry system. Okay. I guess I think that's what it stands for, but I'm not sure. Anyways, so I was paired with this organization that does housing subsidies. So basically it all worked out for me and mm-hmm. I was able to like find something that was pretty close to what I needed.
0: How did you learn about where to access resources when you lost your housing? How did you kind of navigate all um,
2: of that? So I used to volunteer for Rad Remedy, which is a resource site for LGBTQ youth and older adults and pretty much everyone else that needs resources. Uh, and so I was pretty familiar with like looking things up and stuff like that.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, because I imagine people who aren't familiar with that it can be really challenging and. Oh yeah. You know, just kind of not knowing even where to go, mm-hmm. be really hard.
1: What type of resources do they offer exactly?
2: They offered like through like the homeless mm-hmm. and oh, okay, um, so they're like. You could be on the swaying list, and we'll call you, because since you are, it's interesting. They updated their system in the past few years mm. because they didn't used to have gender identity options other than male and female, and now you can self-identify as like trans and stuff and mm. gender nonconforming, conforming okay. which is really cool. And so I identified as trans on there for my thing, and they're like, and they said, okay, because you're under 25 at that time, you will you'll be paired on the priority list. Mm. And so I got a call back. And within like a month, and then I was working with this woman, um, through Heartland Alliance Housing. It's not called Heartland Housing, but I don't remember what it's called exactly. Mm -hmm. Because Heartland is so huge. Yeah. Um, and the person I was working with doesn't work with the organization anymore. Mm -hmm. But the new person I got paired with really helped me and, uh... I had to do a lot of research for this person that was working there because they were so new, but it was cool. Like I really like getting my voice out and helping people with resources, and I think I've I've always really done that. I'm in like a lot of online trans support groups, and I know a lot of people can be intimidated or afraid to look up resources, and I've always done that for people, mm-hmm. just out of like that. I know what it's like to be anxious about that, mm-hmm. and I've always helped them find resources, and that's something that. I really enjoy doing, so maybe in the future I would probably get a career in doing that for people.
0: Nice. That's great. So important for those resources to be out there for people to help them like get back on their feet and get where they need to be.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah.
1: I don't know if this is off limits for you, but like, did your family, was your family aware of all of this happening? Oh yeah. Yeah? Did they, like, help? Did they do anything? Well,
2: so my parents are divorced. Okay. Uh, my mom is married to um, someone that I don't agree with politically. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and she did offer for me to come stay with them. But I just felt like that would be really bad on my mental health. Mm-hmm. Because we, uh, me and my mom's husband don't get along as well as me and my dad do. Me and my dad are, like, really good friends, I guess it's insane say. But, mm-hmm. yeah. And my dad uh, needs his space. Mm-hmm. Um, he lives in just a little bit bigger than a studio, so I didn't want to burden him with that.
0: I imagine that could be a hard decision to make, saying no to your mom offering you space to live, right? Like, yeah. But knowing that that's the best decision for your mental health
2: mm-hmm. is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think she understood at first, but I think as time went on, she was like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And also she lives in a really um, kind of like Trump town. She doesn't live in Atlanta. She lives in like this place called Canton, which is like her neighbors are uh, pretty uh, conservative. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my mom told me recently that she hung up like a mezuzah, which is like a Jewish symbol, Mm -hmm. I guess, and like an antique. And her neighbor's like, oh, you're one of those. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's not something that I would want to put myself in. Mm -hmm. I was like.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it could be potentially a dangerous place to live yeah. out yeah. and open. Mm. Yeah.
2: If my mom says, oh yeah, my neighbors are kind of conservative, that's like a big thing because she never says stuff like that. Okay. Mm. Yeah. But I'm glad that I found a lot of support here and that I found a lot of support through my friends and stuff like that. And through my chosen and non-chosen family too.
1: What do you mean by that?
2: Um, my chosen family is, like, good friends that act like my family, and then my non-chosen is just, like, my biological family that I was assigned to, I guess.
1: Aw, okay. Never heard that before. It's really cute.
2: <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah.
1: That and I'm used... actually moving. Oh, tell us again.
2: more. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was homeless, I was like, you know, it would be so great if I could, like, move somewhere and start over new because I've just spent through, like, so much trauma. mm and also a big part of why I'm moving is um that there's not a lot of Medicaid therapy resources that are trans friendly here.
0: Mm. Mm.
2: And I uh so that was like a huge reason why I'm moving. Mm. And also um I'm planning on making some big life tri- life I can't talk sorry. Oh, okay. lifestyle changes in my life. Uh-huh. I I'm, I'm trying to go be a straight vegetarian. I mean, not straight. No pun. A non-straight vegetarian. (laughs) uh, Like a vegetarian, and I want to lose a lot of weight because I've been having some physical health issues Mm -hmm. uh, with my blood pressure. So I've been wanting to lose, uh, like, a decent chunk of weight Mm -hmm. to live a healthier lifestyle for myself.
1: Nice. Where do you think you'd move?
2: Oh, I'm moving to Portland, Oregon.
1: Oh, that's a big move. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: And I found housing already there, and I found like a really amazing roommate that already has housing there. That is nice. really, like, empathetic to my situation, mm-hmm. and it's been really awesome.
0: That's great. When are you doing that?
2: I'm moving on January 20th.
0: You're out. What? <laughs> wow. Well, <I'm> glad <laughs> we could have you here before <laughs> you head off to Portland. <laughs> I know. Right?
2: I have, my time here has been, like, I feel like time's going really slow, but at the same time, I'm doing, like, as many things as I can here. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be slightly closer to my brother, I guess. Where's be- your brother? My brother lives in California, but... I think it's like nine hours by car, Ooh, which is better than 24 hours. By right, car. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, and also I think it'll be better for my mom and my stepdad to visit us because, like, I'm in I'm in I'm in Chicago and then, like, he's in California, mm-hmm. so it's hard to visit us both at the same time. Yeah, but we'll have more of a neutral meeting point. Yeah,
1: they'll either be able to meet you there and your brother can meet you there, or you can, yeah, meet, in you can meet in California and he can be in California.
2: Absolutely. Nice. Because I've been kind of scared to visit my mom in Georgia and my dad in Georgia because, just because of, like, what's been happening these few years with, like, Trump and stuff like that. It
1: sucks that you're missing out on chicken
2: waffles. (laughs) (laughs) There used to be this amazing soul food restaurant that I heard of uh, a few years ago, like, in Lincoln Park, but they closed down.
1: What was it called?
2: I don't remember, but I'll have to ask. But I remember this roommate that I had here told me about it and said it was amazing. And that this person was actually from the South, and that they made the food, and that it was really good.
1: I haven't eaten breakfast yet, so I'm really, really hungry. (laughs) (laughs) And also, I
2: remember, like, uh, there was, you know how Lay's has these flavored chips? Yes, I know what you're going to say. Chicken (laughs) waffle chips. Yeah, (laughs) and they look like, and I gave them to my ex-partner, and she immediately was like, oh my god, they taste like almost the real thing. i don't know if they still make things, <laughs> yeah. <Sorry. I> just... <laughs> my bad i you forgot get about hear before.
1: audio of my stomach crumbling
2: <laughs> oh i thing. thought that was a cell phone no it was me <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's a really good soul food place by where i live that i just went to recently with a friend it's called sole oh nice so
2: good yeah it's
0: do you live so in Berwick? good i live in pilsen
2: oh okay yeah it's wow in, that's a far community i think
0: ukrainian village okay yeah it's so good nice so. And now we're all really hungry. <laughs>
1: I need to like find some restaurant to go eat. Right, yeah, yeah. So I hope you bring rain boots and an umbrella and a raincoat mm-hmm. and a bunch of rain prepared. Oh my god! Stuff. I read this thing
2: online that was hilarious about the rain there. They're just like, actually, it was a Facebook status mm-hmm. from a friend that lives there that said, "Everyone knows you're a tourist when you carry a- an umbrella in Portland." Oh, and then well. I didn't have the guts to ask them. Well, what do you do? Right. <laughs> Let it rain.
0: I would think it would be the opposite. Like you're a tourist if you don't have your umbrella with you. Oh yeah, I have no idea. So why don't why don't the people who live there it's carry it's
1: one? It's There's like, like whatever. It's gonna rain all the time. All the time. <laughs> Walking right. in the rain, sulking. <laughs>
2: right. This is just our life. I'll, I think I'm gonna buy. i I think I'm gonna look like a duck, but I'm gonna wear a yellow raincoat. Uh, like a poncho poncho that's the word <laughs> nice that. just always be prepared <laughs> yeah yeah just shove out. a
0: poncho in your bag anytime yes exactly yeah.
2: my mom used to have a poncho in her purse always. even the even though we only lived in georgia <laughs> it's you pretty funny it's just always already. prepared yeah
1: <laughs> nice it's really good to meet you finally it's good to be talking. like forever on facebook <laughs> oh yeah <definitely. laughs> Um, I'm really glad that you were here, and that we were able to interview you before you moved to
2: Portland. Like, that's Thanks. Yeah. I'll be back to visit. Okay.
1: Nice. Do so you think that, like, since you're working in mental health care, you can deal, I'm assuming you'll continue that when you move over there? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is there, like, a one north side?
2: No. This Portland. is Chicago-based, for <laughs> nice. sure. Uh, it's Chicago-specific. Um, but, uh, I'll find something there, because I know there's a lot of similar things. Okay. Cool. Yeah, well, Chicago was
0: lucky to have you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Wish you the best in your new adventure in Portland.
2: Mm-hmm. Thanks so much.
0: Um, and so at the end, if there's anything you want to plug before we kind of wrap up, whether it's like your social media stuff or any of the organizations that you've used or work with,
2: sure. feel free. So uh, one of the organizations I really recommend is radremedy.org. And that's if you need any resources, it's basically reviews of different resources. And uh, One North Side has a Facebook page. It's like one in all caps, and then all over, I mean, all, not all over, Chris, but North Side. Mm-hmm. And then we have a Facebook page for that. And uh, my Facebook page is Colt Isaac Seidman. And my Instagram is The Front Colts.
0: Very cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll check all that out. I appreciate you sharing the resources too, because somebody listening might really yeah. need those. So yeah. be able no to problem. use them. Cool. Awesome. Well thank you so much. Thanks thank for having, me.
1: having
0: you. <laughs> Yay. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Beyond Queer Stories.
1: Also check out the creator of our podcast music, B. Studwell. She's an incredible queer artist from DC, and you can check out her music at Besteadwell.com. Talk, Talk to, to you, you all, all next week. week.
0: Next time on Beyond Queer Stories.
1: Dating is hard when you're like not willing to, you know. Like, flirting is really fun, but I feel like it would be rude to flirt and then be like, sorry, actually, celibacy.